Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 30th. I'm your host, John June. And of course, this guy to my left would be my guy, my co-host, Greg Penman, a.k.a. G Money. Greg, how we feeling today, sir? Doing all right. Doing well. I mean, you know, getting getting close to that final stretch, this final three weeks. A few teams got to win out, got to get to the playoffs. Teams, hopefully, are sitting comfortably. But, you know, most most of the fantasy people out here need these wins. So we're here to get it done. Got Bill's Pats tomorrow. That's to be a, a pretty good game, you know, see the defensive mastermind as Bill Belichick versus this Bill's offense should be should be a pretty exciting game. Yeah, man, I uh AFC East. AFC East, yeah. I mean both <laughs> East side has been dominating football this year. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. I mean even the Washington Commanders, they're I think they're what are they in last and they're seven and five. Yep. So um yeah pretty 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 wild there. But the AFC East, yes, we are covering the Buffalo Bills against the New England Patriots today. It is uh, our Wednesday show, so we're going to break down Thursday night football. Just a friendly reminder, there will not be a part one preview tomorrow. We will do all the remaining 14 games on Sunday so or Saturday, rather, uh, Saturday morning. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe especially that subscribe part so you can get those notifications for when we do drop a new show or when we do go live whether it's from periscope via twitter twitch or youtube so definitely want to stay up to date with the show um but we have to cover some news and some injuries because there are some to cover this is that time of year where it feels like every win is so important right you're like you're running through all this different scenarios trying to see okay you know what do i what can i make the playoffs like if i lose this week am i mathematically eliminated uh, because no one wants to lose this week no one wants to lose you know during these next these next couple weeks or maybe these next three weeks if you're if you're doing a week 18 playoff but focus on winning this matchup and hopefully it doesn't come to you know what happens if if uh you know, if I if I if I lose this week, right? So focus on the week this week, what you can control, and I promise you that'll that'll take you a long way. But the one thing that we can't control is injuries, and those are going to happen. Uh, and so the only thing we can do when the when those things happen is make sure we have insurance policies before they happen, or that we are reacting quickly to said news. So. Um, First bit of news is that San Francisco running back Christian McCaffrey, he did not practice today dealing with a knee injury. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said he's hopeful that he can play this week. You know, I don't really like the sound of that, but if you, you know, a lot of people ran to go pick up Jordan Mason because he was the, the next running back in the game. You know, Elijah Mitchell also got hurt in that game. And so if you, you know, if you've been paying attention to the 49ers or, you know, um, Jordan Mason basically was active because he plays special teams and 
he was the third running back. And so when when Christian or when Elijah Mitchell goes down, Christian McCaffrey, you know, gets banged up. Jordan Mason is the only running back there available, you know, to go take those those touches. So Tyrion Davis Price is a name to watch. You know, he's a guy that has at times when Elijah Mitchell wasn't active, was the the backup running back either behind Jeff Wilson or Christian McCaffrey. It wasn't until Elijah Mitchell came back healthy that he went back to being a healthy scratch because again, Jordan Mason, you know, has the edge on special teams. Uh, Greg, do you agree with that assessment or are you, are you rostering Jordan Mason in this, in the event that Christian McCaffrey doesn't play? Uh, I do like, I mean, Terry Davis, Tyrion Davis price is probably like the better price right now, actually. Uh, probably a little cheaper to get. Uh, people, you know, probably, I've, you know, we've seen in a couple of leagues, he's, already, he's still on waivers. Uh, we've seen probably people go for Jordan Mason. So I think the better volume might be Tyrion Davis price because we've seen him play before he's gotten snaps. There's no way it's not going to be in a Kyle Shanahan offense. There's no way you know, we're not going to expect at least a committee at very worst. So uh, he should be involved and he's still pretty free right now. I would expect him to get at least half the half the touches uh so um I'm, I'm willing to sign up for that yeah he's he's definitely free right now so you know he's a guy that you you can literally or just trade trade for jeff wilson back man get him back yo the <laughs> <laughs> nine trade for jeff wilson yeah, would be that would be interesting there uh yeah but miami would probably be pretty upset though yeah they would. maybe they could give him raheem mostert back right like collect yeah, all the yeah. backs it's something about 49 running backs, man. They're cursed. Yeah, They're I was cursed. thinking that today. I was like, man, <laughs> I wonder if Christian McCaffrey looked at the, the injury report of that running back room before he before he said yes to that trade. You know, I know you want to go play with Shanahan, but, you know, is it worth your kneecaps, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Cartilage. Yeah, I'm injury, not sure. It's crazy. <laughs> um, Another injury that happened today, and this one could, you know, he, he hasn't been, been playing well, even, you know, finish as a top 12 quarterback last week as my start of the week, but you know, it's not something you were excited for is Lamar Jackson. Uh, he left practice early today with a quad injury. So that's not great news there. If you're the Lamar Jackson manager, um, I think the immediate thought for me was to go pick up Tyler Huntley uh, as, you know, a, a quarterback insurance policy there um, because Huntley does, does, run and use his legs but then you kind of think about well Lamar's been a little disappointing and then they play Denver this week which I would play Lamar against Denver because it's Lamar and obviously Tyler Huntley is going to come in and do what he does with his legs but you know it's the Denver defense I mean they 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 did give up some plays to Carolina last week and you you do have to wonder if if Denver has reached the point where their defense, their the defensive players are fed up. You know, they're not you're not really playing for much these days. You know, there's no playoffs being talked about in Denver, right? So is this a point where Denver is just gonna start, you know, for you know, lack of a better term, like start laying down for the, some of these games? I, that part I don't know, but with Tyler Huntley, do you feel confident if Lamar Jackson doesn't go to to insert him into the lineup this week, or would you look elsewhere to maybe some of these these guys that we have listed down as streams of the week um i mean the the guys you know that we're thinking about streams of the week i think tyler honey can produce to that level i think you know because of his flushing floor 
um, that he's going to give. I think, you know, the offense should not change much. Um, they're not going to be pass heavy still. I mean, they'll throw to the tight end position, but uh, Tyler Hunting should get a number of yards. Ravens need to win these games. So if it comes down to it, um, Tyler Hunting is going to get a big rushing number. Um, so I think um, that's worth having the floor. And um, I, he, he'd be also another guy that's a cheap price. It's probably still free on a lot of waiver wires. So uh, it's worth it, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely would say so. Uh, you know, that's a great point, right? Like Baltimore does need to win these games. And when when you think about just the 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 play calls in general, right? Like it seems as if they're more willing to run Tyler Huntley. Yeah, or I don't know if it's, he's more willing. To, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's it's that he's you know obviously you know he he's not as good of a quarterback as Lamar Jackson, so he might take more opportunities to scramble and things like that. But it does seem maybe that. Baltimore is willing to call more designed quarterback plays for Tyler Huntley, um, you know, with him being, you know, essentially, you know, not Lamar Jackson. So um, I I thought there was something else from an injury standpoint. Um, don't think that, you know, if it, if it comes back, then, you know, we'll bring it back. I'll bring it back up. But let's move on to those streams of the week, Greg. And uh, you you did say that if he's not rostered over 50%, he will continue to be your stream of the week. So if you listen to the show on Monday when Greg said that, then you know who Greg's stream of the week is. But, Greg, why don't you just announce it for for those that may not know? Yes, sir. You already know Mike White, man. He's 15% rostered currently in Yahoo Leagues, uh, going against Minnesota. You know what he did last week, but, you know, just to repeat that, 78 completion percentage, uh, three touchdowns on 28 attempts. Like, that's very efficient, 315 yards. So he's got – he had a good matchup last week against, um, you know, Chicago and staying in that NFC North. He's got a great matchup this week going against Minnesota, giving up the most yards uh, per per game uh, on average to quarterback to the quarterback position at 293. So this is a great, perfect matchup for a quarterback that's not scrambling and passing quarterback. And that's going to dominate. Yeah, the matchup here is fantastic. Um, you know, Minnesota is not a very good defense. I mean, Matt Jones had his career game against them, uh, 382. Yeah. Mike White does that in his sleep. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Yes, Mike White. Uh, my quarterback stream of the week. Uh, it seems like we got the little role reversal here, Greg. I'm usually the one picking, you know, sub 15% quarterback, uh, roster quarterbacks here. Uh, but now I'm picking. I only break the rule for Mike quarterback. White, you know. Uh, Mike White's a he's a rule breaker, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you were doing it when he was one percent roster, two percent roster. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you need a Mike White jersey. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> um. My quarterback stream of the week is Jared Goff, 48% roster in Yahoo Leagues, going up against Jacksonville, gets this fantastic matchup where Jacksonville is ranked second in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position over their last three games. Uh, They're eighth in terms of passing yards allowed per game on the season. They're bottom four in sack rate on the season. While they're middle of the road in pressure rate over the last three weeks, this game has the second highest total on the week behind only the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals game. And Detroit has the fourth highest implied team total on the week. I have Goff as a top 10 play. Love is upside this week. And uh, at 48% rostered, I, I couldn't help but 
put make him my stream of the week so I didn't have to sit through him being my start of the week. Yeah, I think with those receivers being healthy, uh, you know, Monrod's healthier now. Uh, he's got Josh Reynolds back, even though he didn't really get him the ball much, but he's still got other receivers. Swift is getting healthier. So, yeah, it helps Jared Goff for sure. Yeah, for definitely. Uh, Greg, who is your tight end stream of the week this week? Tight end stream of the week, I'm going to Evan Ingram versus Detroit. This is definitely more about that matchup, of course. Detroit, just a bad passing defense in general. Uh, Trevor Lawrence coming off his best game of his career, arguably, so he should have a group getting into guys like Evan Ingram. You know, uh, Lions giving up the four, you know, four, bottom in the league, bottom five in the league, and uh, giving up touchdowns to the tight end position uh, per game. So Evan Ingram, I think he can get one here. I think he can get involved. He's been up and down all season, but in weeks he's you know got targeted ten times. You know, at stretch of four stretches games where he's got targeted at least six times. So I think this is a game where he can spark. Yeah, this is definitely a great matchup, and his quarterback is nuclear right now, right? Like, so yeah. definitely want to stay attached to to Trevor Lawrence right now, the best that we can. Uh, my tight end stream of the week. If you listen to the show on Monday, you would have known this was coming because I, I I said it during the waiver section. Uh, but it's Tyler Conklin, twenty one percent rostered, going up against Minnesota. Three words for you, Mike Effin White. In White's first start of the season, <laughs> he had three receptions for on, on three targets for 50 receiving yards. Now he gets a matchup against Minnesota, who's allowed the 11th most PPR points to the tight end position over their last three games. It also happens to be a revenge game here for the former Minnesota Viking. This game has a sneaky high total at 45 and a half, which is the sixth highest total of the 15 games this week and little nugget here for you greg every game mike white has started in his career albeit four games small sample size has hit the over so uh i have definitely like uh tyler conklin this week yeah like tyler conklin we were saying how everyone gets elevated around mike white so tyler conklin is included Amen. Yeah, and the line like Zach Wilson of every receiver, he'll start just playing amazing. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing about Conklin, you know, shout out to JJ Zacharyson, um, the the for this nugget, but Tyler Conklin has the easiest schedule in terms of, or the Jets have the easiest schedule in terms of schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. So, uh, yeah. you got matchups against Detroit and Jacksonville. Yeah. In, in back-to-back weeks. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice stretch of uh, of run here for Tyler Conklin, who, again, gets to catch passes from Mike White. It sounds like a really good stretch from Mike White. That's what it sounds like, you know, as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rolling. We're gonna Is Mike White show. about to lead people to chips? <laughs> Mike White might lead people to chips, man. Wow. Crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Um <laughs> Who was it that that one year we're like, yo, is this person about to lead people to chips? Who was it? I can't remember. And then uh, they did. Uh, it wasn't a mom raw. Probably, I'm no, sure it was it. like uh, someone under the radar. Oh man, it was. Yeah, I thought it was a quarterback. Could have been Jared Goff. Maybe. Maybe. It might have been. Could have been. Uh, all right, well, I'll think about it more, and we'll come back to it. But, Greg, defensive streamer of the week this week, what do you got? 
yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, you know, going against Atlanta. I mean, this is a, a great matchup for them. Coming off another easy matchup against Indy, they dominated them. Three sacks, a pick, a fumble recovery. Got Atlanta this week, another weak offense. Uh, and then after Baltimore, the week after, they have Carolina and then Vegas. So if you need a defense for that final stretch of the season, first round of the playoffs, uh, I think, you know, Pittsburgh could be a good hold. Yeah, Pittsburgh's definitely a great a great option this week. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, Atlanta's not been great. And again, I'm convinced, I mean, not convinced. I mean, it's, it's a fact that this is a much better defense when TJ Watt is healthy yeah, and playing. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely easy. Um, my defense stream of the week this week is going to be the Cleveland Browns. Um, Houston is just absolutely terrible. terrible. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are 44% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, but Seattle's probably my top choice. They get to go against the Rams. They're like 14 and a half point favorites, I think, in that game or something, mm. something, some ridiculously large number there. Uh, but, uh, you know, this, I, I prefer Seattle because they're actually good defense, but they're, again, 58% rostered, I think, when I last checked. So, you know, they highly rostered. But this is my, my second choice right here. Again, great matchup against Kyle Allen and Houston, who, I don't know, man. Lovey Smith, every time I see clips of him talking in the, his press conferences, just looks like he's talking himself himself out of a job. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. That that situation is rough. Um, yeah, Cleveland's probably the the definitely the sexy pick of the week. So I'm I'm with that. Like everyone jumped on Cleveland this week. They probably had the biggest jump of a uh, percentage. They saw Houston, this pitiful offense, like you were saying, is yeah, this is all Cleveland should dominate. Yeah, and then uh, I'll throw out a bonus. It's not a necessarily a, a you know a, a streaming option, but it, it's definitely one that people might not look to this week, but for the stretch run for fantasy playoffs, they're, they're really good. Uh, that's Kansas city. They're 68% rostered. They got dumped by a ton of, uh, you know, you know, by a bunch of managers because they have a matchup this week against Cincinnati, but they played Denver in week 14, Houston in week 15, Seattle in week 16, which is, that's not a great matchup, but then they played Denver again in championship week in week 17. Oh, so they could, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's dominate. I wouldn't be too scared this week because you know, you know, the Cincinnati line is very weak, they can get some sacks this week. Chris, you know, Chris Jones and the boys can make some work happen, yeah, definitely. That you know, if, yeah. if you if you are in a position where you don't want to drop Kansas City, um, you, you could get away with, with possibly playing them this week, but it just feels like with them getting Jamar Chase back, yeah, that game having a high total, I do, do I want to? Like I would, like it would hurt, man. It would really hurt. Um, but yeah, yeah, go get Pittsburgh and Cleveland, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Pittsburgh is super. They're like again twenty one per twenty three percent rostered. They're available for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move into some Thursday night football, and obviously we're gonna preview Thursday night football here. Um, I just want to do mention and the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers both on by, so don't play players from those teams because you will not get fantasy points and i don't know why the nfl decided to put six teams on by in week 14 like doesn't make any sense like like six one of the most important weeks in not to mention fantasy but like just in general for 
you know, I don't know, like six teams. That's what for fantasy. Call. No, for fantasy, Greg. Just yeah. say what it fantasy. is. For fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an important week it for fantasy. fantasy. And you put six <laughs> teams on the bottom. You, you need those wins. Like, you need you those need wins. Them. Oh, like, man. It's it upsetting. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I digress. That was, felt like they did on purpose, honestly. I, I think they did, man. There's a conspiracy yeah. against me and all my fantasy teams because they knew that I had, you know, some Jonathan Taylor – uh, you know, some Justin Fields, some some Christian Watson, which I didn't even know that I would have, right? So like, wow. you know, it took away a lot. Yeah, they took away a lot, right? Just it's crazy. So, um, anyway, this isn't about me. This is about Thursday night football. It's about the people, and it's about the New England Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills, the eight and three Buffalo Bills. That is travel to New England to take on the 6-5 and five New England Patriots, where this game has a 43.5-point total. And the Buffalo Bills, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, are 4.5-point road favorites in this one. In terms of weather, there's no concerns there. We're okay, according to Kevin Roth of uh, Roto-Grinders. In terms of the injuries for Buffalo, left tackle Deion Dawkins and edge rusher Von Miller are both out of this game. Deion Dawkins dealing with an ankle and Von Miller is continuing to deal with that knee injury that he suffered in on on Thanksgiving um, in the Thanksgiving game. So uh, he does believe that he'll be back in in week 14. Uh, but, you know, definitely something, you know, they won't have him this week, but they do get Tremaine Edmonds back. They actually got Trey White back in, in their last game. So they're getting healthier on defense here. Uh, you know, Jordan Poyer has been in and out of the lineup throughout the year, but he, you know, he's, he's back there. So this is a defense that we've been attacking. Uh, I'll, I'm not afraid to attack it this week and we'll talk about that, but uh, definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on as we, as these weeks progress here with that Buffalo defense. But in terms of injuries on the new England side, New England Patriots running back Damian Harris and offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn, they are both out of this game. Few other guys questionable. We know how the New England Patriots do their injury report. Um, in terms of this matchup here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take New England to cover. I will take the Bills to win um, in You're terms going for New England of – right? I don't know. I think I really yeah, don't know. I, I, I think the best way, because New England has the tiebreaker over us because they beat oh, yeah. us twice. Yes. And so I would prefer New England to go as far down to the bottom as they can. And that still wouldn't make the division unattainable because we play Buffalo next week. Gotcha. And we already beat them. So if, yeah, so could have our cake and eat it too potentially. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, yeah, do take New England to cover four and a half. I mean, Detroit covered three points. Uh, you know, they were able to play to play this team within three. Both these teams played on Thursday, so not you know no team has advantage in terms of of rest. Really, you know, they were both on the road. Um, so. On the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, QB1, Stephon Diggs, a wide receiver one, Gabe Davis, a wide receiver two, Isaiah McKenzie, I think he's in play as a wide receiver three. He killed the Patriots in two games last year. So uh, in that second game, 
that last game before the before the the, the postseason, and then in the the wild card round, he absolutely destroyed the Patriots. So, okay. um, nice. yeah, so he he's definitely in play. Uh, Dawson Knox, he's been hit or miss lately, but matchup here is nice. He's been good in two of his last three games, so he's going to be a top five option for me this week. For New England, Ramondre gets the backfield to himself in a nice matchup. Jacoby Myers, he was dealing with a shoulder injury that he suffered in the Minnesota game, which I think limited him. But he's a wide receiver one for me in this matchup if he's fully healthy and can go. Mac Jones definitely has upside, but with the Buffalo defense getting healthier, I don't know if you necessarily have to start him in one quarterback league, so there should be no really no reason. Uh, but definitely worth a start in Superflex. And then Hunter Henry has intrigue in a game that I, I do think hits the over here. Greg, where are you leaning with this matchup? Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, I'm going to take the pass to cover and Buffalo to win. Um, on the Buffalo side, uh, you know, I do agree. Josh Allen, you know, QB1, I think he's going to rely on his legs a little bit more. Uh, I think they're going to, again, they probably try to take away some digs, but digs still wide receiver one. Probably why McKenzie does benefit from this or the secondary receivers. So Gabe Davis, I agree, wide receiver two. And I think McKenzie is a good flex option, a solid flex option this week, you know, coming off. Uh, probably one of the best games of the season so far. And then Dawson Knox, the matchup is great for him, so definitely have him as a tight end one option. On the pass side, uh, yeah, not looking to start Mark Jones. You know, yeah, unless it's super flex. Ramondre Stevenson, though, his RB1 season continues. Uh, I do like uh, Nelson Aguilar kind of a little bit here to kind of, you know, carry over his momentum last week. Jacoby Myers still a little banged up. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, he could be that ancillary piece that helps out. Um, besides Hunter Henry. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little more bullish on him. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense, especially with, you know, if if you anticipate New England having to, to come from behind here, you know, play from behind and try to keep pace with Josh Allen and, you know, all the explosive weapons they have, they're going to have to try to get the ball downfield. And, um, you know, Nelson Aguilar definitely is is a big a big part of that, you know, their deep passing game. Um, just trying to pull up where he is in terms of his average depth of target. Um, yeah, he's at an 11.8, uh, which is second on the team actually over the the last uh, – over on the season rather behind Devontae Parker. So maybe Devontae Parker is also in play as well. He had a, he actually had a good game. Yeah. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Um, you know, so definitely I think one of these other – auxiliary pieces for yeah. New England is, is going to bring back production. It's just really trying to pinpoint which one of these guys. Yeah, is gonna yeah, be. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get into some bold predictions, AKA some prop bets. And you know what? Let's, uh, let's go ahead and play that. I like it. I like it. So, um, I'm gonna go here. I got a I got a twofer. Okay. Uh, a nice little parlay. Okay. I like the Ramondre Stevenson seventy plus rushing yards. The line on FanDuel Sportsbook was set to sixty three and a half. Correct. Uh, I think he can go to seventy. There's no Damian Harris. Buffalo is formidable on the or. They, they can be beat on the ground. Um, so it's definitely, you know, have this. Uh, let me just look at this really quick because this should give me a better idea. 
um, in terms of standard scoring, Buffalo allows the most PPR or the most standards fantasy points to the running back position in our last three games. So uh, it's not catches. It's it's not. Um, well, it's not really it's not receptions that's doing it for, for them. It's the yards and the touchdowns. So even if you want to take the touchdown prop, it is minus money, uh, even though he hasn't scored in, in a couple weeks. Uh, but he, you know, so they do like that. But I do like the 70 plus rushing yards. The other thing I like is Dawson mm-hmm. Knox over 30 and a half receiving yards. Um, He's got actually 50 plus receiving yards in two of his last three games. You know, had a 70 yard game and a 50 yard game. Uh, just you know, what didn't have didn't do so well last week against Detroit. But New England's been susceptible to getting beat by the tight end position, uh, and I think that you know, just based on the production that he's that he's had over his last three games, that 30 and a half 